0: Hey, beautiful souls, welcome back to Love, Sex and Magic. On today's show, we have the one and only Dr. Christiane Northrup, an absolute pioneer in women's health. She is a board certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of experience, three-time New York Times bestselling author, truly an expert in women's bodies, A rebel, a rock star, and an authority on what can go right with the female body. In this episode, we sit down and talk all things the great awakening of 2020. We talk about the pharmaceutical industry, we talk about the vaccine manufacturers, we talk about women's intuition, the female body, we talk about everything that's going on right now in the world and how we can. Continue to stay in our hearts and be the light as the dawning of a new earth is here. Oh my goodness, this episode was so great. I'm so excited for you guys to hear. So let's get started. Dr. Christiane Northrup, thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to have you here.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure. I love that we can, you know, we can uh, link across the ocean here.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you so much. You have an absolutely incredible body of work. You are a visionary pioneer in women's health, women's wellness, um, not to mention a board certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of experience. New York Times best-selling author of uh, three times New York Times best-selling author. Um, you really know a hell of a lot about women's bodies and women's wisdom. So <laughs> on top of that, you've recently been guiding thousands and thousands of us through this great awakening that we're experiencing in 2020. And I've watched every single day. And um, yeah, I guess I just want to say thank you, because you have brought so much lightness, so much warmth, and so much depth at the same time, to what we're going through right now. And obviously, every week has been Completely different. Every day has been completely different um, with new revelations and, and new um, understandings. So, um, we're going to get onto that a little bit later. Um, but first, I'd love to start with um, your medical journey, really, um, because I'm fascinated by your story of being a physician, being a doctor, being a surgeon, and OBGYN. And yet, now you have a very different stance on the medical industry. On big farmer, So I'd love if you could share your journey um, of waking up to some of the harsh truths of that industry after having worked in it for so long.
1: Well, actually, I was aware of the harsh truths before I became a doctor because of things that had happened in my own family. So my mother gave birth to my sister, Bonnie, and uh, Bonnie was hospitalized at the age of six months because she would not eat. Actually, before that, she died at the age of six months. And the doctors never knew what was going wrong with her. And my mother couldn't hold her because that was the day when you couldn't hold your babies. We're going back to that, it would seem, for ridiculous reasons. And uh, then my brother was born, and he wouldn't eat either. And a nurse came up to my mother and said, if I were you, I would get him out of here. The doctors don't know what's going on. Now, that would never happen today because of liability. (laughs) There are many times when I was an intern and resident that I wanted to whisper in my, in the woman's ear, leave now. Cause I knew what was going to happen to her, but I also knew that she, that her, um, Carolyn Mace calls it, you know, the part of us, it's the power behind our eyes versus the power in front of our eyes. And for many, many, many women for many millennia here, the power in front of our eyes has superseded the power behind our eyes. But anyhow, My parents signed my brother, Bill, out of the hospital against medical advice. My dad, a holistic doctor, with a brother and a sister who were medical doctors, um, then put down an NG tube, nasogastric tube, and my parents' tube fed my brother every hour on the hour, um, never knew what was going on with him. Um, Finally, about a year old, he weighed 10 pounds. And they found a doctor who would do pediatric endoscopy, meaning putting down a fiber optic light to check his esophagus. And the doctors, the first doctors had said they had done that. They never had. This is what, her name was, Dr. Crump. Dr. Crump in Philadelphia, Women's Medical College, which exists no more, um, she said, I don't know what's going on. But the tube has eroded his esophagus so much that it's going to perforate and that will kill him. So let's take the tube out and see what happens. And they did, and they fed him by clysis, which is never used anymore. And that's you take a big needle and you fill the quadricep muscles with fluid, which has to hurt like hell, but it, it hydrates you. I don't know why they couldn't have come up with something better, but they didn't. Anyhow, he started to eat. And at the age of a year, when he weighed 10 pounds, I had never seen him without adhesive tape, putting the NG tube in. So he looked odd to me without the tube. And my parents, my mother brought him back and we were all in the airport and we just started to cry because he was eating a roll. So I remember years later, I was, I applied many places to get a PhD in biology. I loved biology and I called up my uh, advisor at college and he said, oh, Chris, go to medical school. Uh, It's a much better degree. And, um, you know, and you shouldn't just be a biology teacher, which is what I always thought I would be a biology teacher, which, frankly, I am. And um, so I went to medical school because it was a better degree, but I never intended to practice. And I remember saying to my mother, I want to find out why doctors don't tell you the truth, why they don't talk to you. Wow. Yeah. And my dad, when I went to, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, running around interviewing in medical schools and my father was admitted to the coronary uh, care unit at Buffalo general hospital with chest pain. And he's in the unit. And two days later, typical, he calls my mother, he goes, Edna, their names are Edna and Wilbur. Edna, come and get me. Um, The doctors don't know what's going on. And he had, um, phlebitis, his whole arm was infiltrated from the IV. They hadn't changed that. And when you have an infiltrated IV, you get all this fluid and it hurts and that. And so she went in to get him. Uh, the nurses were furious like they usually are and about this kind of thing. And, uh, he walked out of there with chest leads, um, coming out of his, you know, just the chest leads hanging off and the nurses angry. And, um, when I came home from interviewing at Yale Medical School, that not, not where I went. I went to Dartmouth. He was sitting up in a chair, fluid two-thirds of the way up in his lung field. He did not have a heart attack. He had infectious pericarditis. Now, later, through a medium, I talked with him years later after he was dead. And I said, what was that all about? And he said, I was afraid... That when you went to medical school, I would lose you. That you would become so brainwashed, you'd be, just be like my brother and sister. Which is, he said, when you when you go to medical school, the um, uh, what would you call them? The senders go out, you know, like you're sending out the signal, and the receivers <laughs> receive. You know, like they, there's, you, know, you become a medical deity somehow, and you're not talking to the actual patient. And he said, I was heartbroken. And that led to the infectious pericarditis. Now, it, that never happened. And he died when I was a second year resident, he suddenly died on the tennis court playing with my mother. And I remember when I heard about it, because when I was 16, he was reading something and I came in and I was talking about reincarnation. And he, he looks at me and he goes, Someday a blood vessel is going to burst in my head, and I will just float out into the universe. By God, isn't that how it happened when I was a second-year <laughs> resident? So um, let's just say I was radicalized. Oh, we were into natural food. We had a compost pile. My mother mm-hmm. spiked the, um, orange juice with vitamin C. My parents did yoga. When I was in the eighth grade, you know, we were doing all of that. They were joggers. We were into health. We were called health nuts. So get to medical school. And at the time, in the 70s, uh, at Dartmouth, they didn't allow the drug reps to even come in the hospital. But by the time of uh, the late 80s, big pharma was encroaching More than ever. Now, let's be clear. In 1920, with the Flexner Report, John D. Rockefeller uh, began the process of closing down and undermining all the homeopathy medical schools, the naturopathic medical schools. That group, the Rockefeller Foundation, invented, I don't know if it was the foundation, but that group with the Flexner Report invented the word quack, just like the CIA invented the word conspiracy.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Wow, I did uh, not know know that.
1: Uh, Yeah. And so they went after everyone who wasn't practicing pharmaceutical medicine and thus began the medical industrial complex. And at this point, the um, all of mainstream television is brought to you by Big Pharma. Um, Doesn't matter if it's Fox News or CNN. um, They're brought to you by the data from Big Pharma. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Marsha Engel, who was the editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, stepped down in the 90s. She said, it uh, does not um, please me to say that there's no longer any unbiased medical published studies because um, big pharma funds all of it. And they only Mm -hmm. will publish that which shows what they want you to see. Now, you'll notice that right now, uh, if I put up a YouTube video or a Facebook post about vitamin C. Uh, It's often removed. Dr. Blaylock did a really good one. He's a neurosurgeon on uh, face masks. I put it on Facebook. It was immediately, it it was blocked immediately. Um, Hmm. So any dissenting voices that would suggest that vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, hydroxychloroquine would work, things that are absolutely cheap that bypass um, the way big pharma is, are censored. It, it's gotten, if you can't see this, if someone can't see this, I, I have some dude who keeps arguing with me on my personal Facebook page, and, I, and I'm thinking, why, you know, I'm sorry, but I've been in this for 40 years. See, for To me, now, doing The Great Awakening, I've been awakening people for the last 40 years. So this is not anything new. But at this point, it's like, if you can't see this now, people, you are still deeply asleep. And as I say on my great awakenings, people in a deep sleep do not like it when you sound a huge alarm. So therefore, I let them sleep because they will wake up. Actually, my daughter, yeah. Kate, says some, some are going to just stay asleep. I think we're splitting into two, into two planets. I just saw today, someone sent me um, an astounding thing, the archbishop, a retired archbishop of the church who came out about the sexual abuse scandals way back. Um, Anyway, he came out with a letter to President Trump saying, open letter to President Trump. Uh, This was amazing. Catholicism, pure and simple from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. And uh, he's just my president, you know, and he's just talking about the darkness and the lightness. And, he's, and he puts it right out there. And, wow. you know, this is funny. I listened to a YouTube video by, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's a very, very well known for his work with vitamin C. And mm-hmm. they sent tons of it to China because it is one of the most amazing things for an antiviral, right? Mm-hmm. And someone said to him after all the research that's been done, and of course, Uh, Linus Pauling won two Nobel Prizes in um, biochemistry, but then, of course, when he starts to study vitamin C, he must be a quack, right? Um, Anyway, when they asked this guy why he thought the vitamin C uh, studies and why was it the mainstream so down on vitamin C, why was that? You know what he answered? He sits right there with a straight face and says, Satan, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He did. He did. Whoa. 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 Whoa! And that's basically what this archbishop is saying, you know, that, that wow. always on this planet, it's been the battle between dark and light. Yeah. And we're in biblical times and the mm. dark. So these dark forces um, have been here a very, very, very long time. This is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing new. Nothing new. Yeah. If you look at. Steven Greer's Disclosure Project and all the stuff that Steven, another doctor, has been doing forever, simply to bring to people the information that the ETs brought, very advanced uh, technology that would have, we, it would have taken us out of the industrial age into the mm. free energy age 100 years ago. What Steven says is we're about 100 years behind what we could be, but there were forces that have kept this information from the wow. general public and patented free energy and, and that kind of thing. So anyhow, in medicine, what I've seen in my field, keeping mothers and babies apart, mm. uh, undermining breastfeeding so that you could mm. sell formula. And most recently, I would say, I was very uh, increasingly radicalized by the vaccine mandate for our state of Maine. And I went and testified Um, My late beloved was a PhD in in epidemiology and worked with WHO and all over the world. And as I showed him the data on vaccines, he completely agreed with me because he didn't even realize how out of control this had gotten. Because in Mm. 1986, Congress passed a, a law that uh, gave vaccine manufacturers carte blanche, do whatever you want. You have no liability whatsoever. And then the vaccine schedule tripled. I mean, most um, baby boomer people, um, well, people up until 1986, if you were born before 1986, eh, you maybe had six shots, no problem. In 86, Mm. when they passed the law, that gave the pharmaceutical industry it's like their own ATM machine. You might as well, you know, that's a cash cow. Mandate 69 vaccines for everybody, for all kids who are going to school or nursery school or college. The state mandates it and um, there's no liability. And, And then you brainwash the entire medical profession to say, That um, if your kid suddenly dies in their sleep the night after they got six vaccines, it had nothing to do with it. And you you read the package insert, and the cognitive dissonance there is beyond me. It's beyond me that you can be that asleep, but I will tell you, like if you now, and we had, by the way, a 95% voluntary vaccination rate in Maine. We did not have a problem, but they began to bang the drum of um, these dread childhood diseases were going to come back. Well, measles is a totally benign disease in the vast majority of cases, and it confers protection against many cancers later on. And if you're worried about measles, if your kid gets it, and by the way, let me be a total radical, I would love (laughs) it if I could find some some cases of wild measles and get my granddaughters to have measles that would give them lifetime immunity. And then when they really need the immunity, which is when they're pregnant, they'd have it. And mm. then you just give a lot of vitamin A, which is the anti-infection vitamin and vitamin C, and they just sail through it. You get a vaccine and a lot of them fail. So anyway, so I go up yeah. to the state house and I'm amazed at what I saw. Three overflow rooms of parents with vaccine injured children who just want the chance to individualize the schedule. That's all delay it maybe. That's all. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. They pushed it. And, and I thought I was in one flu over the cuckoo's nest. I've never had an experience like that of um, total. Whew, whew. Like, don't you see? See, my career has been based on actually listening to my patients. That's where I've yeah. learned everything. They bring in, you know, a book right, way back on Canada, or they bring in something on iodine. Oh, yeah, that looks interesting. I don't immediately say, oh, the CDC hasn't approved this or the American Medical Association hasn't approved it. Why? Because I know. Notice how fired up I get. Um, North note and Eric can't help myself.
0: I love I it. I love know,
1: it. <laughs> you know that, you know, it takes 17 years for something that really helps to be put mm-hmm. into mainstream practice. So if I know something and it's not going to harm anyone, I feel that it is absolutely my mission. I must tell them I'm compelled. I can't not. Yeah. It's been hard for me to keep my mouth shut during this. In fact, I haven't. That's when I started the Great Awakenings because I just yeah. I was seeing how people were brainwashed by the five mainstream media companies all owned by the same people.
0: Well, I think it's amazing and, you know, you've spent your whole life working people up to the truth. So now is really no different. It's just on, no different you know, at it's, all. It's, yeah, you exactly. Know, we, have,
1: we have the same publisher, Hay House, people have written yeah. to Hay House to say, has her account been hacked? No, I'm just not trying to be <laughs> nice anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Let- it's still me, but I don't, you know, I don't have to go into the hospital and keep my license anymore. <laughs>
0: So, and i think that's that's the reason that people love you because you aren't you you aren't afraid to to say it as it is and you have such a wealth of experience from within so you know you you really can speak on these topics let's talk a little bit more about vaccines because i completely hear everything you're saying and we've we've definitely been brought up to idolize um the medical industry and to believe everything that we've been that we've been given by them is the best thing for us um what what is their like what are they trying to do is it all about money is there something else going on why are they trying to mandate vaccines here there everywhere for children for adults what's what do you think the vaccine industry's incentive is
1: um i think overall Well, we could get really dark on this, but let me just say, I do think that the vast majority of doctors have not looked into it truly. They don't Mm -hmm. get, they don't, in medical school, all you get is vaccines are the answer to Mm -hmm. infectious disease. And the answer to COVID is a vaccine that you'll never have to worry about your vitamin D levels, your lifestyle. You can eat whatever shit you want and it doesn't matter. Just get the vaccine. It goes along with a worldview. And the worldview is the germ is the enemy and we must wipe out the enemy. Now we're, we're kind of at the end of that on planet earth because we have the ability to blow ourselves up many times over. All right. So the germ theory of disease took hold when Louis Pasteur was around and he came up with pasteurization of milk and, and people began to see that indeed there were microbes that cause The contemporary of Louis Pasteur was Antoine Beauchamp. And he said, It is not the germ, it is the terrain, it is the Mm. environment. And of course, we have the amazing Zach Bush, internist and um, one of my big heroes, who is into regenerative agriculture. And what he points out is that when the soil microbiome is balanced, the weeds don't take over. And it's the same with the body. When the microbiome of the reproductive tract, the respiratory tract, the gut. When that's balanced, then he said, you can have HIV, you can have H1N1, you can have COVID, and you'll never, ever get sick. In fact, we now know from very recent research that 60% of people who've had COVID don't have antibodies. Why? Because a different part of the immune system, the T-cells, uh, is actually what is preventing them from getting COVID. And also 80% of our immune system is in body openings. It's in the mouth, it's in the genital tract. And so when, and those areas will take care of the problem before it gets in the bloodstream. Okay, so there's a mindset that has been just like war, very focused on, let's kill it. Let, mm-hmm. That's the way to do let's kill it instead of let's cooperate with it. And so vaccines, I believe, came from a very good place uh, um, initially, with, especially with the cowpox story, where they saw that the milkmaids who had cowpox didn't mm-hmm. get smallpox, and, and that made some sense. But we have to keep up with the science now. You don't inject an adjuvant that stirs up the immune system and, is, and the uh, stuff in vaccines is loaded with polysorbate 80, which makes it go across the blood-brain barrier. The hep B that 99% of newborns get in the United States has 15 times what the FDA thinks is a safe level of aluminum. Why are we doing this to every newborn? Because the only way to get hep B is to use dirty needles or have sex with a prostitute, and not too many newborns are engaged in that. Um, so we've, we've sort of gone overboard, but it's been very easy to convince people this is the way to go, because they mm. point to the great epidemics of the past. But what they don't realize is that true public health is about clean water, clean air. I mean, if you look at, and Zach Bush talks about this, the places in Wuhan, the air pollution was absolutely incredible, one of the worst places on earth. And if you look at the places where COVID has been the worst, it's been mm. the, crowded, the places that are the most crowded, um, all of that kind of thing. So in public health, probably the biggest advance in public health has been the flush toilet, you know, not vaccines, but everyone points to vaccines as the magic bullet. And you can see how satisfying that is oh my god we just get a yeah. vaccine we don't need to worry
0: about yeah. it yeah the magic but, but pill you, effect
1: you'll see how we've gotten to the end of that because now by the way a baby's immune system is not really totally on board till age two and they're now giving um something like 25 shots before a kid even reaches the age of two wow. um, we now have one in 34 children as autism and Mm -hmm. African-American babies have a 360% higher risk of autism from an MMR vaccine. And this was all buried by the CDC. Um, And that is what, uh, you know, what uh, that whole, you know, we think that we've debunked the autism MMR thing. We have not debunked it. We've just hidden it. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, people are waking up. But the amount of censorship, I mean, If you had, what we need is a free discussion of this. Absolutely. You know, like a free discussion, look at the history. You read Dissolving Illusions by Suzanne Humphreys. Suzanne was a nephrologist here in Maine, and she was noticing that with her uh, patients on dialysis, if you're on dialysis, by the way, you have a technician whose only job is to make sure that the water they use is 100% pure, that there are no metals in it, no chlorine, no nothing. And she was noticing that when her patients got their adult vaccines pneumonia, shingles, uh, flu their renal function would decrease dramatically, so because of the, the, the stuff in the vaccines. So she just asked the hospital administrator a simple question: "Could we just delay those until I've got their renal function back?" Oh no! Vaccines are safe and effective. What you're seeing, you're not seeing. See, that's the thing. What you're seeing, you're not seeing. Oh, okay. And they've done psychology experiments that when a whole crowd feels one way, then the person who knows it's wrong will go along because that's just how we are as humans. Like right now, you go in somewhere, you're not wearing a mask. Everyone else is wearing a mask. So humans Mm -hmm. automatically do what all groups do is that they use shame, betrayal, and abandonment to keep their
0: people in in line. So true. It's so true. And exactly what you're saying about the germ theory and the terrain theory, we can see this because we've been having absolutely zero information or guidance or advice on environment, on nutrition, on health, uh, and on, on immunity from the WHO. It's all been about staying indoors and waiting for a vaccine, which you know, is not going to be good for anyone's natural immunity whatsoever.
1: Well, and also let's just look at the test. So now here's what they're, they're banging the drum of this now, which is there's, you know, the cases are growing. Of course, the cases are growing. They're finally testing people, but I don't <laughs> even know what the test shows. I can't. Okay. I am a past president of the American Holistic Medical Association. I'm on a thread with 18 former presidents of the American Holistic Medical Association, I know many, many, many doctors. I have asked repeatedly, what is this testing? Nobody can tell me. Wow. And, and then, is the test accurate? I don't know. And what does it mean? Mm. So when you say a case, does that just mean someone who tested positive?
0: I'm does it certain- just mean someone that's got symptoms? Oh, I, I,
1: right. And... Yeah. Um, You know, I know that I had this thing in February. I I know I did. Mm -hmm. I thought that I would be coughing up my lungs. I've never had a cold quite like that. Um, But if I'm not going to test positive for antibodies, and by the way, any vaccine that they are testing is going to test for antibodies. But if those of us who had it don't even have antibodies, what are we doing? yeah what are we doing and then you know there's the h1n1 vaccine which killed many 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 people so if you're waiting around for a vaccine you now i'm waiting around to see what state i need to move to so that they won't make me get one
0: yeah tell me about <laughs> it yeah it it seems it's- like what we're seeing a lot of is uh, these the powers that be that are Kind of going with something and then not able to backtrack on it or not able to evolve it, not able to say, actually, we thought it was this, but now we've discovered it's something else. It's like they decide something and then they tell everyone and it spreads and then they're not able to admit actually this was a fault. This was a flaw. We got this wrong. So then even though there's people that are waking up and, and feeling, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't make any sense. What are we all doing? We're just being fed this narrative that's just the same, the same, the same, um, and expected to just blindly believe it. And just this week, actually, the WHO... Made a, made a report, I'm sure you've seen it, saying that asymptomatic people cannot pass it, or it's very rare for them to, to pass it to each other, which again, everyone's then going, well, why have we all been in lockdown then? And it, in New know. York
1: City, Cuomo reported that 66%, this is a month ago, 66% of the new cases, whatever that means, had been sheltering in place in, at home. Mm. You, you cannot contain a virus because it is in the air. People deliver your food. I mean, this is, and, and then people actually believing that masks did something, that uh, sterilizing all the yeah. surfaces did something. No, our immunity has been doing something. Oh, the biggest thing that you can do for immunity is community, what we're mm. doing here. And by the way community has actually grown during this pandemic. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's like, um, you know, there's this new thing now uh, that luckily my daughters have kept me up to speed with, which is the share the mic thing where, mm. um, you know, where a woman of color shares the mic with someone like me, who's got a big feed going. And see, I love that. To me, that's what we need to be doing reaching out because those with the most robust social contacts have the best immunity. You don't feel alone. But right now, what have we done? Uh, For those of us who are not like, like you and me, if you're really home and you're just glued to CNN, the suicide rate is four times what it should be. The prescriptions Mm. for antidepressants, anti-anxiety, sleeping pills are off the chart. Um, So you know, people are addicted to the mainstream media. So the first health tip I would give is don't listen to that. Don't listen. Oh, I had, and then the mainstream media, the New York Times, I had a reporter actually get in touch with me because they wanted to know why I thought they had done some algorithm. That when I posted the pandemic movie of Judy Michabitz, um, that I had more shares and likes than, you know, than a lot of other people. And they wanted to know why that was. And I thought, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. And then Business Insider called, you know, they wanted to know, it's like, how about no, I'm not going to talk to you,
0: because you're just a shill for big pharma. You know, what's interesting though, and I'd be curious to hear, do you feel as though, despite all of that, despite all the people that are still asleep, that are still glued to the mainstream media on all of this, do you feel as though there is a massive collective wake up happening and there are more and more people than ever that are realizing the truth?
1: Yes. I'll tell you why. Because at this point when I post a little video I get, I mean, if I get a troll once a week, it's amazing to me. It's like, mm. wow. But, but two years ago, when I would post anything of this nature, yeah. the first 100 posts would be, um, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't believe the things that, that were said. But at this point, I mean, if you even look at Fox News, Fox News is mainstream And they're telling Mm. the truth in many, many Mm. times. So I believe that there's a huge wake-up call. And what's so fun is people like us are the news. They they don't have, you know, Project Mockingbird. They're all saying the same thing. They're all programmed to say the same thing. Uh, Look at Operation Paperclip. This is Mm -hmm. a very well-planned thing. I mean, we could go very deep and very dark, but the truth is everyone's darkness is coming up to be, Healed, whatever your mm. darkness is. I work with a woman who kept having dreams of um, being chased and all of that. And she said, Oh, I, I know I've had a past life where I was part of the French resistance during World War II and I served the Nazis drinks, which I poisoned. No wonder <laughs> I wake up afraid. <laughs> but that's that oh, wow. kind, of, kind of darkness in the collective. So we each mm. have our own peace. We each have our own peace. So our job is and Belinda Womack who channels the 12 archangels is someone I work with and she said uh, remember as above so below the so below is your subconscious with fear all the fears all the anger you ask the angels to please take that wrap it in violet fire and send it to the central sun then she says you have a chance to bring more of the above down to the below and that's what each of mm. us light workers are doing And it only takes 1% of the population to shift everything.
0: What would your advice be for someone listening that feels in their bones that what we're talking about and what you're sharing is the truth, but they're surrounded by people that dismiss any conversation that that threatens the mainstream narrative, and they're starting to feel alone, like they're crazy, like they're imagining things. What would your advice be for someone like that?
1: I would make sure that they tune into your channel, my channel, because what we've done is organically created a community where these people can reach out to each other. And they're all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, South Africa, Denmark, Britain, you name it, Scotland, they're everywhere. And many feel exactly like what you're saying. And so I remind them you are star seeds. You are meant to be where you are because when your consciousness changes, you're going to change it for everyone else. And then also, you know, we use that analogy of scarification, which is the process by which a sequoia seed needs to be uh, brought up to temperatures of like 1400 Fahrenheit in order to germinate. And so I, and when they start to see themselves as star seeds in their community and and when they ask their, the angels and whatever angel you want, the divas, the water sprites, the archangels, you name it, just say, thank you, angels. They'll bring, those, bring that up, send it to the central sun. And what will happen is suddenly they realize they're not alone. There are millions of us. And they will mm. then look around and they'll find the person. We had a, a woman in my community went to the store, you know, sort of high fives the other person not wearing a mask. And she went over and had an amazing conversation with a black man. She's white. She said, I'm as white as Snow White. The two of them are talking about what's really going on. They have a completely immune boosting, heartfelt, we're all together conversation in the grocery store and both of them walk out uplifted. The Other thing I would say to those people is, Before you go out, bring in the light, bring up the energy from Mother Earth, because Gaia, Mm -hmm. an archangel, a fairy, a diva, she's all those, is healing. She's going through big evolution. And so bring her energy up, bring heaven's energy down, fill yourself with divine love, push it out 360 degrees around you, then go out. And if you're wearing a mask, that's okay. Just smile, make your eyes smile. What I do when I take a walk, I make sure that I wave and smile to everyone who goes by. It's just like, Mm -hmm. this is my ministry. So it begins with you. And when they change that inside, they're going to find that their community begins to appear by the law of attraction. It's a law. It has to. And at the same time, I want to say all wounds need to be witnessed. And if you Mm -hmm. are in a family or a group, uh, like my, uh, nephew works in a tech company. He can't say anything. They, they've they all drunk the Kool-Aid. And he said, I want to keep my job. I said, yeah, but he calls me, you know, he calls me, we share all the, you know, all the fun videos. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're aware of Ralph Smart over there in the UK. Uh, he is one of the most light filled beings. And, uh, you know, he, he starts in it's over deep divers. It's Over. They have lost. Everyone can see the plan. They're trying so hard. You know, it's like, um, you know, the pandemic failed. So now, you know, we have to create riots. At the same time, though, okay, let's look at the pandemic. People are now realizing, wait a minute, I need to eat better. I need to check my vitamin D levels. Maybe I need to get up on the vitamin C. So they're looking that, oh my God, there are other things besides standard medicine. Then with the racial thing, What's happening? We've got, you know, drop the mic. I've got a friend who's a Native American here in Maine. She's going all over the state, uplifting, having the consciousness raising. This is like the 60s and 70s on steroids is what this is. It's a return of the same old shit. But this time we have social media. So we reach out to each other. Yeah. You know, they're not going to separate us. I mean, and truth, oh, truth
0: travels very fast, isn't it?
1: It does. Yes. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, like, even if these riots have been, um, you know, set up and planned, it's purging the racism from all of us. And I think we're having to also take collective and individual responsibility, but it's creating what I'm seeing is creating this massive uprising and this togetherness. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm I am seeing some more division happening, but I'm seeing on the most part everyone joining hands and rising up together through this. That's um, right. Which is just which is wonderful to see. And and you speak to your followers, and you you call your audience the radical light, which I just love. Yes. Uh, can you speak a little <laughs> about that? <laughs>
1: Well, one of our members, and I say members, okay, there's no membership dues. All you have to do is (laughs) check out my Facebook or Instagram page because I I just started to do it. I'll tell you why. Um, My friend, um, Josephine Wilkins is a a psychic intuitive out in Sedona. And uh, she said to me, she looked at some Facebook live I did and she said, you, you have no idea how much light you have and how comforting it is to people this would be a really good idea. And I thought, all right, you know, I'll do this. And then it started and I was only going to do 40 days. I was going to start uh, yeah. the day after April 4th, April 4th was a big portal four, four, four. And we had a, you know, a gigantic um, planetary global meditation uh, to lift the collective conscious and change the human resonance around the earth, which worked. And so I thought, well, I'll just do 40 days. And then we got to the end of 40 days and, uh, you know, so many people said, no, this is really helping me. And then I realized, not only is it helping you, it's helping me Mm. because then, you know, then I'm not alone. And so we, we find each other. And then somebody said, um, we should call ourselves the, the radical light, you know, because I was talking about, we got to move beyond left and right politics. I'm an independent. I don't care. I'll take good from either side. And I believe, by the way, that that's going to be the future. We'll we'll have um, heads of state who are master negotiators and mediators. It won't be winner take all. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We need we need both hands. So they brought up, you know, radical light. And then we decided we were the army of the radical light and warriors in the best possible sense. Just like I've been a warrior for protecting genital integrity in males and females, uh, breastfeeding mothers with their babies, um, all of that stuff. I've been holding that torch for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: So on that topic, we talk a lot about the new earth, the new world. I just want to finish with talking about what that means and what that looks like to you. You mentioned earlier about feeling like we're splitting into these two worlds, Mm -hmm. these two planets. What do you think we're moving into?
1: We're moving into this wonderful sense of cooperation, Um, food sovereignty, like local Farmers. If you see the movie, The Biggest Little Farm, it's a documentary of mm-hmm. a farm in Southern California that uh, this couple took over and they must have gotten massive funding from somewhere. I don't know where. Um, but within seven years, they created Heaven on Earth, where the hawks eat the excess mice and the snakes that were, you know, that anyway, it's all beautifully Done with the wisdom of nature. And it's very, very, very inspiring. Um, or the movie Tomorrow, made by French filmmakers who were so worried about climate change. So they went all over the world to find out what was working. Mm. And they were finding that you could grow a massive amount of food in a very small space by layering. And so we're going to have way more urban farms. There's urban farms now in the middle of downtown Detroit which was, last time I was there, was kind of a burned-out ghetto. Not anymore. It's We're going to have, the phoenix is going to rise from the ashes. Now, will we get people to always agree? No. How, that wouldn't be any fun. Um, but we will not have the military-industrial complex running our lives. We will not have four fam- families, the deep state, running our lives and making it so The average person has to work three jobs in order to get by. This is insanity. It's insanity. So the closer you get to that now, see, we can go into 5D, consciousness now, which is uh, freedom, sovereignty, I do not consent to a vaccine, Oh, and by the way, the other part of that agenda, which David Ike talks about, and he's you know really out there, but I you know you gotta love David, and he talks about how uh, the deep state is um, with the vaccines and the um, metals in the vaccines to make our bodies into an antenna. Then you bring it in the five G,
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: can be controlled like slaves. So what I say to people is, Men in Black and um, the Matrix, those are not fiction. Those are documentaries. Mm. So, you know, so you have to take the red pill and wake up and it's hard to wake up because you, and I think we're about to see, this is 2020, the year where we see, and we're going to see things that will make people's hair stand on end, that everything they've been taught is the truth is not the truth. And so cognitive dissonance is so hard for people. I mean, you know, it'll be things that they can't believe. I think that the big thing is going to be when the extent of sex trafficking of children is known, people are going to lose it. But that's what's been going on. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Like so much has been revealed already this year. And obviously, yeah, yeah. like the sex trafficking, all the Epstein things. I mean, it's just from every angle feels like the earth is purging darkness. Uh, That's for us right. to, to see. Um, so what would you like to leave us on? Is there like a final piece of advice that we all need to take into the next coming weeks and months that you think everyone would benefit from? Yes.
1: What people need to hear is that no matter what's going on out there, every one of us has the capability of living heaven on earth now. You don't need to wait. See, there's this horrible thing of, Oh God, when will it be over so that I can live my best life? Take this time now to learn to meditate, to take care of your body, to do something you've always wanted to do. Um, I'm, you know, I'm taking a piano course. I play the piano in the old way. I can read music, but I want to be able to make music. So I bought a course and I'm doing that. Um, So take this time. It's not going to last. This won't Mm. last. This is precious time. I'm already noticing there's so many more cars on the road. And I'm sort Mm. of mourning that at this point, you know, because what a perfect, oh, by the way, the people (laughs) selling bicycles, they can't get them in fast enough. It's like everyone's getting a bike. So look for the good stuff, look for the good stuff, and then revel in Like for me, it was last Friday, I actually went out to lunch at a place that I adore and didn't have to wear a mask because, you know, when you're seated, you don't need to. And I love the owner. And this is, you know, and I said, are you going to track and trace me? Do I need to, you know, put my name down here? He goes, you know me. It all goes to me. And I thought, okay, so he'll write down Mickey Mouse and send it in. Um, (laughs) So, you know, what you're finding is people are far more clever um, than, than you think. And um, so I would decide, decide right now, every day, you're going to have a practice where you, you ask the angels to take the heaviness inside you, the fear, wrap it in violet fire, send it to the central sun and say, thank you. Do this every day, every day, every day. You are responsible for this inner space. And here's the other thing. There is no mistake that you came to watch the greatest show on earth. What a time to be alive. They're going to look back. You know, we've got A.D. and B.C., you know, before Christ and then after Christ. We're going to have before 2020 and after 2020. So this is you. You wanted to be here or you wouldn't be here. Why? Because the Buddhists tell you the chance of you being in a human body is the ratio of one hair on an ox to all the hairs on an ox. It's like, it's a miracle. This is no mistake. You didn't mess up. So you got to enjoy the ride and do as much as you possibly can to stay at peace and to stay happy and to notice what tweaks your central nervous system. There are articles I will not read. I don't care what CNN is saying. I haven't watched mainstream news for years. Why? I've been on mainstream news. I know what they do. So it's a beautiful time to learn about other people. I mean, YouTube is unbelievable, you know, if you can get the stuff before they censor it. And just remember, watch it fast because the truth gets censored.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if it's medical. But, you know, you can go to some, like, great stuff that doesn't get censored. I love Magenta Pixie. I love Elizabeth April. They're so far out there, you know, with talking to the Galactic Federation. They're so far out that nobody takes them seriously. I try to do enough of that so that nobody takes me Mm -hmm. seriously.
0: (laughs) Well, we, we certainly take you seriously and we absolutely adore you. So thank you so much. This conversation has been so inspiring, enlightening and illuminating. Um, So where can everyone come and find you to continue the great awakening with you?
1: Yes. Um, on Instagram, Dr. Christian Northrup. On Facebook, Dr. Christian Northrup, my community page. And then um, my website is drnorthrup.com. I have a blog there. And I would urge everyone to sign up for my e-news because if they censor me on Instagram and Facebook, you'll know where to find me and then I'll figure out what other platform to go to.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. Is like new platforms are emerging now. I think a lot of people are actually going, you know what, let's evaluate our entire relationship with social media and actually come come off, you know?
1: That's exactly right, Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Incredible, well, thank you so much. I'll see you online. Very good. Thank you. Wow. What a powerhouse. I really hope you loved that conversation just as much as I did. If you did, share it online, share a story, tag me so I can repost it. Um, And remember to hit subscribe for brand new episodes every week. As always, if you want to dive even deeper with these guests, Uh, and get access to workshops workbooks a book club and an incredible community come and join us inside the goddess collective we would love to welcome you in all right i'll see you next week